is Existential, the podcast aimed at reminding you that it's okay to be human. We listen to human stories and we listen to human experiences while we wrestle with issues of justice, faith, and culture. I'm your host, Corey Leak. Thanks for listening. Well, hello there. Welcome to all of you who are listening. Again, it, it still blows me away that people are listening to this podcast from everywhere, all over the world. People are listening, and that's a humbling thing to me. Uh, this that I'm recording right now is the 50th episode of Existential, and I am beyond excited about it because I remember when I... Um, I remember when I first started thinking about what I wanted to do next after um, the last season of my life where I was working in church. And even during that season, I, I would think, man, it'd be cool to have a podcast. And I just, you know, <laughs> never actually thought that I would actually have a podcast. And so now having one that's been listened to in countries all over the world and downloaded almost 35,000 times is just a big deal to me. You know, maybe some of you listening be like, it's not a big deal to you, but it's a, it's a huge deal to me. It's, it feels, um, it feels good. It, it feels life giving. It feels like something that, um, is meaningful in, in a way that's, I guess I can't really describe that well. But I want to thank all of you who've listened. I want to thank all of you who have told your friends about the Existential Podcast, all of you who have uh, become supporters of the Patreon, those of you that are part of the Patreon community that, that helps us to continue to move forward and, and advance and start things like Existential Sunday, the live broadcast that we do every week. Thank you. Thank you for, for all of that. Thank you for whoever's trying to call me right now while I'm doing a podcast. Um, listen, folks, I'm just, yeah, it's 50, man. It is, Existential uh, is 50 episodes in. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope that you have been inspired by it. Um, one of the other things that really kind of blows me away, to be honest, is the fact that people actually listen to what I'm saying and are learning from the things that I've said, from the guests that we've had on the podcast. Um as a communicator, sometimes you wonder if what you're saying is actually landing with people. You know, I, I can remember when I was younger and I would start and I'd be speaking. And when I'd be done speaking, people would ask me, you know, it's a typical question. How do you think it went? And I would say, well, I don't know. And I probably won't know for years. I mean, I, I was speaking to youth. Right. So. I remember one time someone asked me and I said, well, you know, I guess you should ask me in 10 years. Ask me if in 10 years the people in this room remember anything that I said. Ask me if they are some, somehow shaped by the words. Um, that will tell me how I did. And the last several years of writing and doing this podcast, hearing the stories of people talking about the impact that my work has had on them is really meaningful to me. So thank you to all of you who have, who have taken the time to share the impact of the podcast, the impact of Existential Sunday, the impact of things I may have written. That is, um, that's just a really, really big deal. Really, really big deal. 
So today, for this episode, for episode 50, uh, I'm going to kind of just do um, somewhat of a stream of consciousness, but it's not going to be random. I'm not <laughs> like I'm not just going to be talking about a bunch of random things that are happening. I mean, uh, I will acknowledge that at the time I'm recording this, we are uh, two days removed from the announcement that the United States has uh, elected um, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. I will say that for me as um, a father of daughters, who you've heard on the podcast, if you've been listening, husband to a black wife, who you've heard on the podcast, if you've been listening for a while, I think for me being in the house with them and seeing the impact it had, for them to see someone who looks more like them than anyone else in the history of um, the United States vice president office, it's been very meaningful. And I know that there are people out there who look at the change from one imperial ruler to another imperial ruler as like, you know, eh. And I understand that. I understand the sentiment that, you know, if the whole system is trash, it doesn't matter who sits on the throne of trash. I get that. But I also want to say that it's important for us to recognize that what the United States had, who the United States has had and will still have for the next 70 days or so in office is an emperor, is a despot, a wicked leader. And while we are in the United States doing our work, activists on the ground, activists behind a microphone, activists who are writing, while, while all of us are doing our work to contend for a better world, there is something to be said for pausing to celebrate small victories. I think that's important that we pause for a moment in the middle of this and we find room for the joy that is this moment that if I'm being honest, I had not even allowed myself to imagine. And I think that's the, the level of darkness that it has felt like, like the, the level of darkness it feels like we've been under in the United States for the last four years is such that it's so thick and so heavy that you're like, I don't know that this is ever going to change. And so the moment that there's this glimmer of hope that that has changed, that led to celebration, which I think will quickly become and has already quickly become amongst uh, people in the community that are contending on the front lines, people like Linda Sarsour and Tamika Mallory and Andre Henry and Michael and Ben McBride and many of the folks that you've actually heard on this podcast um, have already moved into um, what's next. What's our next move? Where, 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 do we, where do we go next? What, what ground do we take next? And I think that that's all important. And I do want to just, because that's what's happening right now, I do want to like say something about that. I do want to pause for a moment to just acknowledge that the world has just seen something historic with Kamala Harris and something relieving with the election of someone, anyone other than the president who has been in the White House for the last four years here in the United States. 
but now on to what I what the the sort of thing I want you to take away, the thought I want to leave you with today. A couple years ago, I and my wife had just started watching, I think it was Breaking Bad. And we started watching it on Netflix. And when we started watching it, I think it was probably four seasons in. And so a friend of ours was like really into it and thought that the show was amazing. And when I told this friend that, that we had started watching it, they were so excited. They were like, oh my gosh, like you're going to love it. And then they said this, they said, I am jealous of you because of this journey that you have ahead of you. Like I'm, they said, I'm jealous because you don't know what you don't know. I'm jealous because there is more ahead of you to learn and to see and to experience than there is for me who's already watched all of it. And I, I think about that often. And most recently I've thought about it in the context of this word that I think so many of my brothers and sisters from the Christian tradition have lost sight of, have lost their grasp of. And that word is curiosity. And once the curiosity is lost, you find yourself in the position my friend was in. It's like, I've already seen, I already know the answers. I already know how it turns out. So I'm not as curious. I am, the, I, I am jealous, my friends, I am jealous because you have the gift of not knowing. Which is interesting when you think about that in the context of the creation poem that the ancient Hebrews wrote. And in the middle of this garden, as they tell this story, about the garden and the creation of, of everything. The creator has created human beings, a man and a woman, and told those human beings that you could eat from everything, but don't eat from this tree in the center of the garden that is the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? That you'll know, don't eat from that tree. It's interesting to think about like that story from a different vantage point, not from the vantage point of original sin and all of these other things and the fall of man, which, you know, which are theories that have been introduced in the last hundred years or so that I think have had some detrimental effects on how we view ourselves and how we view the world. But that's not what this podcast is about. But it's interesting to view it through the lens of the gift that the creator gave of not knowing, of leaving the knowing to the divine, to the creator, to God. That the intention of being human was not to know the same thing that God knows, but was for us to be human and to have some things that we just don't know. And I think it's like what, what I see with my brothers and sisters in the Christian community is a little bit of this loss of the curiosity that is to be human. It is, it, it is rather than clinging to curiosity, clinging to I don't know, clinging to mystery, we 
have clinged to another C word, clung. We have clinged. Corey, use the right words. We have clung. I hope it's clung. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. We have held on tightly to another C word. And that C word is certainty. Being certain, I know this. And that certainty turns into an argument and that argument becomes something that I need to defend. And that defense leads to this term that I hate so much that emerged in the Christian faith called apologetics, which is the defense of belief. And the idea of fundamentalism, fundamentalism emerged from this idea of grab an argument, pull it close to you and defend it with all your might. Defend that argument against science. Defend that argument against discovery. Defend that argument against changing of times. Defend that argument against people's experience. Defend the argument against what we learned about the human brain and the human body. Defend that argument at all costs so that we can hold on to certainty. I was having a conversation with some, some people, you know, from time to time, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but I'm, I'm gonna let the truck go by, making all this damn noise. I, um, <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys, but I am an Enneagram seven with a strong eight wing. And so like that eight wing shows up often in like philosophical debates on theology. So I, you know, I had just met these people. I mean, I, I want to say we were maybe an hour into knowing one another. Uh, and they were, they were Christians, pastors even, I believe. And we got into the conversation about sexual ethic. And, and I made the following statement. I said, the Bible is ambiguous at best when it comes to sexual ethic. And they, you should have seen the look on their faces. Like you should, should have seen, it was as if I had said both of their moms were, um, uh, as if I said, both, neither one of your moms can cook and, and she's ugly. You would have thought that that's what I said from the looks on their faces. They were so shocked that it was led to this whole conversation. And in the middle of this conversation, I, I'm finding myself offering statements, questions that you can see the answers to the questions I'm asking are leading them away from their argument and you can see them building them, building their way back to their argument, like, like just finding ways to get back to that argument so they can cling to that argument. And after a couple of days of this, actually, you know, these, these folks became my friends, uh, I actually became very fond of them on this trip I was on. But after a couple of uh, days of that, one of them said to me, you're going to be all right. And I, I've gotten this sentiment before from people. I think it's a way of them um, feeling a, a sense of peace for themselves, I think. 
Because a couple of different people have said to me, Corey, you know, you're going to figure it out. And what it always sounds like to me is that they're saying, I'm eventually going to come around to their point of view and believing the things that they believe or holding to the defense mechanisms that they hold to. And this is where the idea emerged for me that I don't want to do that. For any person who is deconstructing their faith, decolonizing their faith, decolonizing their worldview, deconstructing their worldview and, and understanding the history behind the things that they believe. Any person who's in that position, it is a gift to be there. It is a gift. And please don't let anyone take that gift away from you. Curiosity, asking questions, Dancing in the mystery that is life, that is ultimate reality, that is goodness, that is justice, that is faith, that is God, that is humanity, that is science, that is politics, all of it. Approaching all of those things with curiosity, with a, a joy in the mystery, like being glad that it's mysterious rather than being intimidated by the mystery, being glad that it's mysterious. All of that is a gift. You get to watch life unfold without knowing all of the answers. And that is beautiful. I mean, think about this for a moment, right? Think, think about uh, when, when you start thinking about like, Deconstructing, right? You start thinking about decolonization. You, one of the things that, that I think about often is the fact that there are so many decisions that were made long before I ever made the first decision that I actually made. So by the time I got to decide anything, Human beings had already decided what the laws were in the country I was born into. God decided the family I was born into. Human beings had decided the laws that governed the, the race of people that I was born into. Being born in the United States as an African American, I didn't get to choose the fact that I was born uh, with, with enslaved ancestors. I didn't get to choose the way the United States views black people. I didn't get to choose the economic status of the parents I was born into. I didn't get to choose what, what I was allowed to watch on television, what inventions were out, what had been invented, what had not been invented what I had access to and what I did not have access to, what kind of food could I eat growing up, all of these things that were decided before I ever got to make my first decision. Lots of random acts, lots of intentional acts, all led to all of us being where we are right now, you listening to me talk, me talking, all of this was arranged and the best we can do is to sit in the reality that there is mystery that we don't know the answers to. To sit in the reality 
that there are things ahead of us and behind us that we just cannot be absolutely certain of. But what we can be is curious about. We can be curious about how it all began, curious about where it's all going, curious about what everything means. But the moment you lose that curiosity and you allow yourself to let certainty make you fight to defend your beliefs, your thoughts, your ideas, your religion, you fundamentally change what it is to be a human being. You go and decide to do what the ancient Hebrew people wrote in their poem about Adam and Eve. You decide that you'd rather not be human, that you'd rather know all the answers. Now, some scholars believe that that story, when you fit that story into the context of all of the other origin stories that other civilizations had told about humanity, they believe that this is not a story about what could have been, but rather a story about what's not humanly possible. That this wasn't about, man, if, if only Adam and Eve would have not, but rather it was a story about the nature of human beings and what happens to human beings when we try to grab hold of the kinds of certainty, to grab hold of the kind of thinking and being that should only be reserved for infinite divine spirit. We were not meant to be that certain. We were not meant to know that much. We were meant to live in mystery and in relationship to one another, discovering things together. Us discovering from other people what their experiences are and how those experiences can inform our ideas about other things and that we could listen to each other, that we could hear each other's experiences and hear each other's stories and allow those things to shape our thoughts, our ideas, that we're always open-handed with what we think, that we're always open-handed with what we believe and that, that there's someone else's experience and someone else's story can be added to what's already in my hand. And, and sometimes someone else's story and someone else's experience can cause me to drop something I've been holding on to, a perception that I might have had about certain types of people over there because those people over there became people over here. And then I start to see, oh, wait a minute, they're not just that. There's more to their story. There's more to like who they are. There is more to like their thoughts and how they arrived where they arrived. And if everyone could somehow be more curious, I think there would be more peace. Now, let me say this before I'm done, because I've also seen this going around, especially in light of the election. And, and a lot of this has been fueled by, again, my brothers and sisters and from the Christian tradition. And it, it is that idea that we all just need to get along. Let's just drop everything and get along, 
right? That, that, that our number one aim right now is just getting along. And I think that that is somewhat premature. As much as I'm telling you that we should be curious, that there should be peace, that we should hear each other's stories and experiences, and yada, 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 all of that is true. And it is also true that there are, there are reparations and repair necessary for us to actually have the kind of healing that everyone's in a rush to get to. You don't get to do harm to people and then expect those people who you've harmed to just drop it and move on for the sake of relationship. Religion, politics, Christians, you name it, no one gets to decide that you got to just get over it. Over the last four years in the United States, people have said and done some nasty things in the name of the emperor. And now we, we, it's, it is not fair, decent, honest, right for us to act like those things did not happen without there being some sort of repentance. And repentance is not just saying I'm sorry, but it is naming how I hurt you, how I broke this relationship, and it is changing, and it is, a, it, is, it, is allow, it is going through a process of letting go of your arguments, letting go of the vitriol, letting go of the things that made you into the hateful monster that you became following this emperor down this rabbit hole of wickedness. How is that for direct, like, Damn. All right. I guess that's as good a place as as good a place as any to leave you on episode 50. Folks, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Now, listen, I want to ask you to do this. okay? for episode 50, if you would, please. I've said this to all of you before. Maybe you just, you know, haven't paid attention. I would love it if you have not already for you to leave a review and a rating of this podcast. Even if you hate it, I just want to know. You know, I just, I just, I just want to see ratings and reviews. That also allows us to, um, I, I think it allows us to, to show up on more, um, what am I trying to say, discovery pages. Um, also, you can share this podcast with friends and family. You just grab the link and share it. Um, share it on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Instagram. I don't know. What is that thing? Twitch, Periscope, MySpace. I don't care where you share it. Just share it everywhere. Lastly, I want to thank Trey Shannon for the new existential podcast music that you are hearing. Young Trey Shannon out of Nebraska, out of Omaha, Nebraska, to be specific. And my guy, and his, and my guy, his dad, Jay Shannon. Thank you all for the music. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast, and thank you for helping us to contend for a better world, one conversation at a time. Thank you.